According to a recent Centers for Disease Control report, more than 4 in 10 youth feel persistently sad or hopeless. And add to that that American teenagers are also leaning away from religion with a rise of interest in the occult and witchcraft. Uh, These two realities are the center of the delusion book series and just so important for kids to know the truth and the lies that are in our culture today. And with us, the the author of that book series, Laura Gallier, author of the Christie Award-winning novel series, The Delusion. And good morning, Laura. Good morning. So glad to be here. It is. It's a. It's an honor to have you with us, and it's a very important subject. Um, th- we were, we were talking a little bit before that these distractions that are there before us that uh, have been put there to kind of distract us from God's path. They've always been there. It's just how we're being exposed to them now, and how the, uh, the younger generation is being exposed to it. That's tending to train to change along with our technology, right? That's right. Yes. I mean, obviously, we did not have the many, many voices that today's young people have um, because of social media and all these outlets, and then just the constant bombardment on their mind. They don't have the time to even think and process what they're taking in. Right. Oh, that's a really important observation. And Laura, you have some personal experience with this. Is that part of your inspiration for this series? Yes. As a young person, um, I was so blessed to go to a friend's house and receive Christ as Savior um, in elementary school, and so went home to a household where Christ was not taught, and I had a single mom, fatherless situation, and because my mom had to work so much, I took in a ton of media, even though it wasn't social media, it was mm-hmm. a lot of TV, and so my whole worldview was formed by the media, by that secular influence, and uh, it led to one decision after another that conflicted with God's Word, but I didn't even know His Word. And so it has just caused me to be so passionate about helping young people to know the truth, uh, especially when they're searching for it. And they are, they really are. Sometimes we doubt that. But today's generation is searching for truth. So what are some of the alternatives that um, the the younger generation is turning to, and it's not just younger generation. We're all yes, yeah. being influenced by this. But what are some of the things that are the most prevalent distractions that are that are popping up, and how dangerous are they? Yeah, you're so right to point out that it's not just young people. Uh, there is such an allure right now for witchcraft because people are hurting, people are searching. This is not a new thing, but with right. the breakdown of the family and other things happening, it's just made it even more prevalent. And what happens with witchcraft is it offers a form of empowerment and the ability to control outcomes. So instead Mm -hmm. of going to a loving God and saying, for example, in junior high, that I'm experiencing rejection, I lack community, there's this temptation to say, look, there's a spell for that. I can use this crystal to be liked. I can cast this spell to make friends. And it feels empowering. It feels good. And that's where there's this bait and switch, right? Because we end up in this demonic, you know, paranormal realm. And it the fruit of that will always come forward. And so even these influencers that are on social media promoting witchcraft, they do once in a while make these one-off comments about how, well, ever since I started this, I've had crippling anxiety. So be careful and even uh, the junior higher, so I talk to a lot, that's where it starts. Wow. It tends to start in junior high. They know this is real. They understand even 
Mm-hmm. Some of them that there's it's demonically charged, they're just taking their hurt to the wrong source. Mm-hmm. So how are you addressing this in story form through the Delusion series? Yeah, well, first of all, I make it really entertaining because we have a generation that has a strong need to be entertained or they will get bored and move on to the very next thing. So that was important. But what we're doing is just using this. I say we because there's a whole team behind me of supportive people. Uh, there's the protagonist who is an atheist himself. He has a very hard upbringing. Um, he's cynical towards God, doesn't even necessarily believe in God. And so as we watch his journey, what we find is that his eyes are opened to the unseen forces of darkness that are terrorizing his high school and ultimately provoking suicide. And as as part of his character arc through the three-book series, he comes to understand that just because something is paranormal, mysterious, exciting, it doesn't mean it's from God. He personally sees the dangers, but he's hard-headed. Like all of us, it takes him a while. He's defensive. And so really what it is, is it's an invitation to fall in love with this main character and experience life to his eyes and really ask some hard questions Mm. about faith that we should be asking. You know, what's good about that is that um, it identifies some of the behavior and characteristics that some of uh, individuals in high school and junior high and so forth are actually experiencing in this day and age. My my interest would be as parents and grandparents and so forth. How would we recognize that perhaps the the younger generation that we love so dearly might be dabbling or putting their toe in the deep end of this this situation and, and starting to experiment? Is there anything that particularly pops out, which like, okay, I need to pay attention to that. Well, usually they are very overt about it. It's on their social media. You know, a quick stroll through their room, you can see the crystals and the paraphernalia associated with it. And it's so important that instead of panicking and scolding and telling them how ungodly they are, which does not produce good fruit, that we actually respond in love and time, attention, relationships relationship is what displaces that by saying, I love you, lovingly modeling Christ, teaching them what God can do for them and how God's love casts out fear. Um, but just those those condemning, I would even say overly legalistic lectures, right. on, honestly drive them further into it. Mm. And so, that's our first reaction sometimes, like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Stop it! Yeah, I, I, I get that. I got that when I was a kid. You know, yeah. it doesn't help. No, it doesn't help at all. And Laura, as we think about that relationship with our kids, um, they're also people that say, well, what's wrong with that? Right. So what would you say to those parents that don't see a problem with that? I would say that I understand on the surface it could seem like, hey, you know, if, if the crystals are bringing them comfort, what's wrong with it? But when we get a biblical understanding and we grasp how vicious that demonic uh, army is and that they truly want to still kill and destroy our kids' lives, you know, for a season, everything can look fine, but you do not partner with the enemy and come out okay. And God also has plans. It's not just the enemy that has plans for our kids. God does as well, and they're good plans and not evil. And so that's the direction. We want light in their life, not darkness however glistening the darkness is it will ultimately prove dark and with all the depression the suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. we cannot afford to give the enemy 
an inch, especially as it pertains to our kids. And that's pretty much the end goal here with dabbling in the occult is that the the intention is not to heal the hurt for very long. It's not to make people happier. It is the end result is to see them destroyed, to see suicide ramp up, drug abuse ramp up, uh, things that just absolutely destroy their life and the lives of those around. And that's probably one of the most significant dangers in all of this, isn't it? Is the end result? Of course. And like I said, it is a bait and switch. The enemy, any fear we have that we want to partner with him, he will ultimately bring that fear to pass. So he he is setting us up for failure. And then so many of us, again, adults and young people, don't realize how much God understands the human soul. He made us. Mm. He wants to meet needs. He's for us and not against us. There really is this good and evil fight to meet us in a place of our wounding and desires. God wants to meet us there, and Satan wants to meet us there, but they have two polar opposite intentions there. Even that word intentions has been in manifestation. All of those have been hijacked by that uh, witchcraft movement, but God has good things that he wants to bring to pass, but we have to do things his way on his terms. Mm -hmm. So, Laura, are there certain sites online that we should have our kids avoid or that might have a, a, this might have a huge impact on those sites or is addressed a lot? Well, certainly there's what they call these witch talkers instead of TikTokers. So it's more these social media influences that quite literally teach how to do these witchcraft spells. But remember, these personalities are endearing. They seem, again, for our kids, not against them. And so it's best to have a really good conversation about why we're looking at these, what am I getting out of it, and then point to relational, not just another website, but actually spending time with them, talking about their worth. Mm. Um, I have a whole program at worthyprogram.com. It is a self-worth program because that's what's being preyed upon is is the need to feel validated and worthy. Mm. I know we have a, a, a communication gap, uh, and, and when we come to uh, someone younger and say, hey, listen, you know, I understand what you're doing. I understand why you're doing it, but there's a lot of dangers here. The attitude that we can get back is like, look, man, you don't know what you're talking about. I got this under control. You, you know, you're an older generation. You don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Are there resources that we can share examples of how things have gone bad? where the actual end result of dabbling in the occult and dabbling with the witch talk and all that kind of stuff has ended in, well, where it, where it will end. Are there examples that we can have knowledge of that gives us more authority and gives us more believability so that we can have a better communication? Well, I certainly believe the delusion to be one of those resources. Again, it's creative. It's, it's, sure. it's shrouded sure. in fiction, but it is true. So I would definitely point to that. And then I would say we're only just now getting more liberty where people are coming out and talking about their experiences. A lot of times church people are the very ones who are like, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to talk about it. But I would say programs like yours and other uh, organizations that put out videos of testimonials of truth. So just like you have videos and influences who are saying these, you know, negative things and pointing to the darkness— 
there are voices out there who are those voices of truth. But at the end of the day, our kids are going to seek out, you know, according to their belief system. And that's why it's so important to do the time of loving them, teaching them truth, and praying for them. You know, just telling them what to do, it's ultimately a work of God to transform their heart. And so I do believe, to answer your question, that there is more and more people speaking out and sharing testimonies. I can't say just a name off the top of my head, but I know what I'm seeing on social media, they're talking about coming out of the darkness. There are books written by people who have come out of witchcraft. Those A simple Google search can find those. So I would say, you know, giving them those resources and then also doing the work in prayer, because there is a demonic entanglement once we've dabbled in this. Oh, yeah. it is, and it brings that uh, deception over the mind, and that's more than just a talk. That is mm. needing God to intervene on their heart and mind. Mm. Amen. I just love that. That's a good action point right there. We need to be bathing everything in prayer and knowing who's greater, right, Laura? That's the hope. Our God is greater. Absolutely. Yes. Laura, thank you. Uh, thank you for putting the book together. Thank you for well, the, the series together. Thank you for taking this approach that helps us to relate uh, in a better way and hopefully be more effective. And uh, thank you for spending some time with us this morning. It's been very, very informative. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate your program. 